This podcast is brought to you by Modest Coffee, single origin coffee without the snobbery. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what coffees they're roasting today. Cheers! Welcome to No Bad Reviews, colon, a coffee podcast. It's a podcast <laughs> where we sing about coffee. <laughs> and um, please your ears with our delightful singing voices. <laughs> We're three friends, coffee industry professionals, co-workers and choir members. <laughs> and we're here to give you some coffee history and try something coffee-related, and give it no bad reviews as well as singing songs. I'm Jenny, and I run all of the operations at a coffee company. It's, it's the sponsor of this show, Modest Coffee. It wasn't hard to convince our sponsor to sponsor us. Yep. Jenny owns it. She's the boss. <laughs> and the boss woman. Yep. And we all report to her. She's a really caring leader. <laughs> You don't sound very certain of yourself. No, I was just trying to choose my words carefully. Mm. Yeah. So you don't get fired. So I don't get fired. <laughs> and um, I'm a really swell guy. My name's Marcus. I'm a roaster and a green coffee buyer and good food award winning coffee roaster of 2021. And I am also an expert on our subject for today. Yay. Yay. Good job being an expert. Yeah, it's a, it's a coffee nerd episode. <laughs> Alert. Marcus just gave it away. He's doing the episode today. Which means something coffee nerdy. Yeah, baby. All right. Uh, I'm Stephanie, and I'm a frequent employee of the month at Modest Coffee, <laughs> and I'm not going to sing. You're welcome. <laughs> I didn't even know we were singing. I have nothing prepared. Nothing. Why did you join that choir, that Modest Coffee <laughs> choir? <laughs> I mean, we were counting on your, your alto voice <laughs> to round out the... Soprano. I'm the soprano. I know. You're the, No, you're the soprano. I'm... I'll be the tenor. The soothing baritone. <laughs> Can you sing two parts at once? Can you sing <laughs> soprano and baritone? I think it's actually bass, isn't it? I've been it? working on my dual, like, Tibetan... <laughs> like tonal singing it's i'm working Give on us it. a little sample <laughs> <laughs> so it goes a little like this yeah that's it okay well i mean a death metal band could be good for you too if you're i didn't that. get the quite dual tonal you got to get the the where you can make two tones mm-hmm. it's i know it's kind of hard to do mm-hmm. while you have to have part. like two voice chords what are you doing you have a lot of talking to do today do yeah. not strain your voice no that's actually like all vocal cords. i would say your your accompanying faces were the best part of that yeah yeah do you want to record that for the group um i don't know if you remember from a few episodes back but we only um video record if we're naked uh, yep <laughs> So well, lucky I'm gonna... for you guys. <laughs> You're already naked. Underneath all these clothes. <laughs> well, I'm not done yet. First, we'll make some bacon. 
If you want to support the show by helping us buy questionable coffee, you can go to patreon.com slash nobadreviewspod. And there you will also be getting um, Love It or Leave It episodes every week where we try something coffee-related usually or episode-related. Like last week, we tried banana and peanut butter sandwiches to go with our Elvis episode. And I'd like to say, unfiltered opinion. You know, you pay for the truth. Yeah. That's what it. Mm-hmm. That's what it. Yeah, exactly. So today we're going to be trying uh, this Kusa tea and coffee. It's like an instant tea and coffee. So that'll be on today's Love It or Leave It over there on Patreon. If you don't care about Love It or Leave It but still want to give us money, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash pod. Something exciting that we're also going to be releasing are mystery boxes. Ooh. Yeah, me and Steph are going to be working on those this week, putting them together. Those are going to be $10, and that includes shipping. And you're going to get 10 cups of coffee of past episodes, coffees that we have tried. So, uh, you know, we have all of sorts of crazy coffees and also good coffees. Like, uh, we've got a ton of that Royal Cup coffee. Oh, yeah. 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 We've got that. Hula co- Girl. Hula Girl. We've got some of those instant packets. Delicious. Uh, we tried that Taster's Choice for the Love It or Leave It. So we've got some of those instant mm. coffees. Uh, we also have questionable coffees <laughs> that we gave no bad reviews to. Like, yeah, make you, you know, be your own judge. Yeah, we don't, yeah. don't let us tell you. Have your own little love it or leave it. Some people like spicy tacos, some people don't like yeah. spicy tacos. <laughs> you decide for yourself. Yeah, so we're going to put those up by the time you listen to this episode. We're really excited to be able to send those out. And Super fun. also, a new listener had inquired about the subscriber giveaway, mm. and we had always said that we would bring it back, so I thought that the next four episodes... We'll give out a mystery box to one of our subscribers. Oh, cool. So we'll pull a new name each week. So if you want to get entered into this contest, just go ahead and send us a screenshot showing that you're subscribing or following in whatever app that you subscribe in. And we will enter you into the drawing, the raffle, and we will let you know if you've won. And if you've already submitted you're still on the list. It's the same list. We're still pulling names off of that list. But if you're a new listener and haven't sent us that screenshot, send it to hello at nobadreviewspodcast.com. So much fun. Uh-huh. Or you can send it on social media. All of our social medias are at nobadreviewspod. I love this idea. I love the mystery box giveaway. Love yeah, it. I I'm so excited. Good, good. Awesome. I'm really excited to give away the mystery boxes. What else? Um, Clarifications. Do we have any? I don't think or we have any clarification. Oh, okay. I think bacon's made. Okay. Um, cool. We do have a little bit of a change coming up to our podcasting schedule. You know, we've kind of talked amongst ourselves, like, do we want to do a season and get a break? Do we, how do we want to keep going forward? Because um, we're finding it's, it's hard to have a podcast and also work full time. And especially it's the most hard on Marcus because he does all of our editing for us. And oftentimes he's editing until like 11 o'clock at night, you know, if we're on a time schedule. And For the record, I was not complaining, though. You guys had this conversation without me. Oh, well, for the record, I was complaining. I'll go ahead and take full credit for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's hard, you know, I think it's hard. I feel the worst for Marcus because he's got to work all day and then edit the podcast. Um, so he has a hard time. I know it's also hard when you're working full time and trying to take care of kids and do laundry and get caught up on things. Real life happens outside of the hour on Tuesday. 
that you guys <laughs> pay attention to. So it's like it just takes so many hours to put this podcast together. It does. Every week. It's 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 basically like a part time job on top of our full time jobs. It's like a legitimate part time job. So what we thought might be best for all of us and for our listeners, so that we can really make sure that we're doing effective and really well thought out research. We're gonna commit to going every other week starting in August so every other Tuesday and then as we can we're going to throw in episodes in between but if you're subscribed on Patreon we're still doing the weekly love it or leave it episodes that's not going to change just the regular episodes yeah and then you know one not quality content for you you know what one day when we are full-time podcasters because we've all retired from modest coffee somehow then we'll go back to doing weekly episodes. Fuck, I'll do two episodes a week if we can all retire from our regular jobs. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. fine with me. I'll, I'll just here. live stream 24-7. Oh, my. <laughs> You'll be, it'll be no editing. Yeah. <laughs> you get it all. I think it'll be great. It'll be great for us. We'll have to not be sometimes really stressed out about getting the episodes out. Yeah. Like we are sometimes right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe one day we'll be able to work modest coffee like part time. Mm, I don't. That's the wrong direction. Never. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, so today's episode it's a Marcus episode, which means we're gonna learn something serious about coffee. Which is today we are trying cascara. Cascara, super fucking serious episode. No <laughs>, laughs, guys. I'm not laughing at all. Yeah. Ever. I'm going to keep it super serious. <laughs> um, who here has heard of Cascara? Have you guys heard of it before? If you're at home listening or driving the car, raise your hand if you've heard of Cascara. Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> um, I've heard of it. Me. I've heard of yeah. it. What about you, Steph? I mean, only because you guys said next week we're doing Cascara. Yeah. But I think <laughs> the product is really intriguing to me. It's really something unique that I had not heard of prior to you saying we were doing it. Yeah. The bag says coffee, cherry, tea. Yeah. Coffee, cherry, tea. Relatively new product to American audiences. Its consumption predates that of roasted coffee oh really yeah i could see that actually now that you say it Mm -hmm. um so it's not really available to american audiences is it hard to come by like can you go to our coffee importer and say hey i want to buy some cascara do they have it all the time is it regularly available that's a good question i haven't really looked for it i'll be honest with you as a a buyer because i typically am only interested in coffee but i am really interested in in finding out its availability let's take a step back let's go back into what is it, first of all? And because it's, it's not coffee and cherries. It is the fruit that surrounds the seeds that ultimately become roasted. And the fruit is thrown away, typically, or turned into fertilizer and given back to the plants. Um, and so it's the fruiting body of the plant that has the seeds inside of it. So yeah, if somebody's ever seen a coffee plant, or if you Google a coffee plant, it always is like these green leaves and these little red fruits like a string of little red fruits on a stick they look like cherries they're bright red in some cases sometimes they're yellow from the yellow bourbon variety but it's the fruit of the coffee plant there's two different types of cascara and how it's produced but it comes about based on the way that the coffee itself is processed so cascara is a relatively new term it's always been known as kisher Hmm. in yemen Hmm. it's also been consumed around the whole like coffee growing region for all these times so it's gesher in hmm. Ethiopia, bun, B-U-N, in Somalia. Hmm. 
And it's got like a rich like cultural history. It's often mixed in Yemen with ginger and mm. sometimes with cinnamon, sometimes with honey. Oh, um, so kind of like a chai tea type thing almost? Yeah. Yum. So Cascara is not the brand name. It is the name of the product. Or yeah. is it both? It's a straight up marketing term. Okay. So it I was mean, created in 2015. I actually read an article. That early? Um, or I mean that recently? The name. The name Cascara, Cascara came is about that recent? in 2015. Huh. Yeah. Actually read the person that was credited with creating it in, in an NPR article. Aida Batia. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. She's from El Salvador. And so she was a, an award-winning international producer of coffee. And I guess she had some coffee husks that were sitting around in the corner. And she smelled it. She said it smelled like hibiscus. Loved it. Hmm. Um, and decided to brew it up. And and she said this is called cascara, which means in, in Spanish means husk. Mm, and okay. so that name took. And interestingly enough, a couple of years later, a little company called Starbucks hmm. and Blue Bottle got a hold of it and started selling it. And now cascara is like ubiquitous it's everywhere Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that cascara was that recent to the market like the american market it just seems to me like something that should have always been around as long as coffee and so my assumption always was that they were probably maybe drinking it in coffee growing countries or non-coffee growing farms but i guess it sounds like not in david's book he's the guy that wrote the book the monk of mocha in his research that like in Yemen in particular, like they drink that more than they drink coffee. And the reason that it's consumed so much is that it's, it's really cheap. It's like a byproduct of the coffee production. So it's like kind of like a poor man's coffee. And I feel like what happened to Cascara is kind of like what happened with lobsters, right? Where <laughs> it was like this thing that they just gave away to slaves and poor people and, and prisoners um, because it was so common. Same thing with Cascara. It was like the dried fruit that got thrown away or whatever. And the, the poor people that couldn't afford the coffee just started drinking it and then now it's really tasty it's got about the same amount of caffeine as a cup of black tea oh okay so slightly less slightly coffee but it still has has caffeine in it that was the big question that i was curious about yeah the two main processing methods for coffee are natural processed coffees that's where they take the cherries and they just let them kind of sit out in the sun and dry out um well with the beans the coffee beans still inside the whole thing beans are still inside so they kind of like a raisin does it get kind of raisiny okay and then they leave the seeds inside of it and then they they crush them out Mm. Um, and so the cascara that's produced that way are these like flakes of fruit or whatever that are left over. So it sounds like it maybe dries out more so than a raisin would because raisins are kind of sticky. Yeah. Okay. And then the other way that coffee is produced, and this is typical in Central and South America, is they run it through a machine and they squeeze the seeds out and then they leave that like whole cherry behind. And to make that kind of cascara, they take that full leftover cherry and they just dehydrate it. And that's the other way that cascara is produced. Mm. Does anyone eat these cherries fresh? Oh, that's a good question. Or like slightly dried like raisins? Is this like a food product also or not really? It's like the leftover. So the pesticides, the herbicides, uh, the stuff, all that's on the fruit. Yeah. When you break the seed out of it, the seed's kind of protected from all that stuff. So it's like, it really is like a waste product. And so it really wasn't until after the 2000s when they started making Keskar as an intentional product. Okay. They started to make it food safe, if okay. that makes sense. Otherwise, yeah. it was just like stuff that was on the ground. You know, mm-hmm. and it's really, it was banned in the UK for a very long time, Cascara was, oh, wow. for that same reason, because it wasn't a food safe product, especially to the fruit itself. 
because there's so much moisture in it, it would like grow mycotoxins and mold. Mm. Um, and so it really wasn't safe to drink. Do you think that coffee growing practices have changed also in the past like 20, 30 years um, with like the rise of specialty coffee? From what I know is that they really do try to minimize fertilizers or fungicides, all of these things and just use them you know, if coffee rust or something is popping up, they'll, they'll bring it out in an emergency situation, but with it being shade grown and just their different growing practices that they don't need to have as many chemicals. I think that that is has that- contributed to it. And then also I think there's a greater like movement from people that just want to leave no waste. Right. And so same thing with like the farmers and animal movement where like we're going to consume the entire animal and these kind of like cheap cuts or whatever are now like super in vogue. Uh-huh. I think the same thing has kind of happened with coffee where normally this waste product is now like, oh, we can eat, we can consume that too. But obviously like the growing practices had to change so that it could be consumed. Exactly. So what happened is in the late 2000s, there was a project from the University of Costa Rica and one mill, Halsar de Zacaro, to like intentionally produce cascara as a food safe product. And so they invented these new dehydrators and it has to move really, really fast. It has to be completely dry, 100% dry within 24 hours of it being plucked Hmm. in order to like minimize the fungal growth and the mycotoxins and all that stuff. And they test for all that too. So I think with the movement of specialty coffee and then also some advancements in technology, like it made it safe to drink and consume. Interesting. You know, Steph, you and I were talking about strawberries out in our yard. Mm -hmm. It's like if you don't harvest that strawberry the day it's ripe, it then starts molding and going bad. Yeah. So it sounds like coffee cherries are kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's the way that you get good coffee, too. It's like you pick it right when it's ripe Mm -hmm. and then you harvest it. And so things have to move really fast. And I think there's a little bit of controversy with cascara now, too, because it was a waste product and a lot of producers were turning it into just fertilizer, right, for the plants, because especially in these mountainous regions, it's really hard to get fertilizer up there and it's really good for the plant to sort of give it nutrients back. And now cascara has like become pound for pound more expensive than coffee. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, yeah, I know. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. I still don't feel like cascara is all that popular, though. I think it kind of had a little bit of a heyday, like. Starbucks was really marketing it and promoting it, but now it seems like it's kind of gone quiet. Like the market for it has maybe gone a little more quiet. Yeah, maybe, but I know that cascara. I see it everywhere. Like you can get cascara ice cream and cascara flavored like syrups and beers. And me and Steph have I've never, never heard of that. Yeah. yeah, I've never heard of any of it either. Do you see it everywhere normally? Because I don't ever see it advertised outside of Starbucks. Start 2017. looking for it. It's kind of like you know, like when you get a new car and then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere. Yeah. Like start looking for cascara. It's like it's kind of infiltrated everywhere you know, <laughs> it's available t- i feel like making a cascara syrup might be kind of good like a little like soda syrup mm. i don't know we'll find out i have no idea what this tastes like so we'll just see i just think of the word cherry and i instantly think of something that i enjoy yeah and i think it's kind of funny because you know for 800 years it's been a thing in you know yemen and the horn of africa and and then now it's cascara right <laughs> it's like it's, it has like a Latin name to it. It has nothing to do with the 800-year history of the product and how it's consumed. It's just all marketing, which is kind of funny. Is it just all marketing, though? Because cascara, it sounds like, is the actual Spanish word for the husk. It's a husk. Yeah. 
and they got into the game though like all most of the cascara now that you can buy is coming out of like costa rica el salvador panama they've invested in making it an intentional product they're the ones that put money into it whereas like cascara that's consumed or the uh, uh, kisher that's consumed in africa is is like what's left over from the coffee production Mm. really it's like that natural process chunks and flakes and stuff like that. Like that's what the locals are drinking. Whether or not it's like USDA food safe certified, like I don't think they really care because it's affordable. And it's just what they're drinking locally anyway. So they're not trying to export it, it sounds like. And they've been drinking it for 800 years. So yeah, this one says it's from Guatemala. Well, it's funny about this coffee that we're, or this coffee tea that we're drinking um, is from Verve Coffee Roasters, which if you guys aren't familiar with them, they're one of like the OG, like third wave specialty coffee roasters from Santa Cruz, California. They're actually known for selling coffee to all the big tech startups in the Silicon Valley. (laughs) So they sell to like Facebook and Airbnb and, and all their offices. They actually sold at my old company that I was working for in the Valley. Um, So, they're a really cool company, but the cascara that they purchased is actually from Helsar de Zaccaro, the the original like ah, manufacturer of cascara. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So they purchased like a really, you know, the like the OG cascara. Mm. Which that was kind of cool. The OG yeah. um, Central South American cascara. Yeah, yeah. I want to know more about the cascara in the Middle East, in Africa. So that's typically like your natural processed stuff, and they have these really cool like hand mill things and all these local small farmers will do after they dry out the coffee they have these like hand miller like wooden they almost like a mortar and pestle and that's how they're breaking the seeds out Hmm. and i was reading an article from sweet maria's and person that wrote this article was saying that they had been to these little landholders and they ask like why aren't you sending them to a central mill that can do all this for you and the answer they said is that when they send their coffee to the mill yeah, they get the coffee back, but they lose all the all the kisher. So they would prefer to keep the kisher and their coffee by doing it by hand. That's how much they like their 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 cascara. That's really interesting. Over there. Is the flavor of the cascara then affected by whether or not it dries with the bean inside it? Like a coffee bean that dries with the cherry on it tastes different than a coffee bean that dries without the cherry, right? So does the cherry taste different if it dries with the coffee as opposed to without the coffee? From what I was reading, it it does make a difference. The whole cherry has its own like raisiny flavor, whereas like the one that's dried in the sun has more of like a herbal floral like flavor. It's not as sweet. Interesting. Um, But all the sweetness is preserved in the whole cherry that comes out of Central and South America. So there is a bit of a difference from what I was reading. So we've got the sweet one. We've got the sweet one. Exciting. Yeah, that is exciting. We are going to drink this cascara. What do you call it? Like, is it coffee? Is it tea? Is it something else? Like, technically, it's the fruit of the coffee tree. So it's like you're still technically drinking coffee, right? Like, tea is a tea plant. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the technical term is a tisane. Oh, I think I I actually knew of that term. Yeah. I never really thought that deeply about that term, though. That's um, basically just the, the term for, like, an herbal tea, yeah. right? Right, because tea is defined as, like, that the tea plant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And coffee is from the coffee plant. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, a fruit, so it's a tisane. Ah, so this is a coffee. Would it be, like, a coffee tisane, then? Yeah. Interesting. Technically. Hmm. What is the coffee plant called? That would be the coffea arabica. Is the coffee. So would this be like yes. Arabica tisane? Maybe. 
Now and I apparently like... you can eat this too. So from what I was reading is that they taste like dried cranberries. Okay. So you can eat that's food safe. Um, so I was going to like dive right in and just like grab a few chunks of them. And oh, just, I'm like, so excited. So did you see any ways that people drink this coffee? Yeah. Like, are you supposed to put milk in it? Is it sweet enough? Do you need sugar? Like... That's a really good question. Yeah, there's a couple of different preparations for Cascara, which I'm excited to talk to you guys about. The way that it's produced in Yemen is it's mixed with ginger and then stir it with cinnamon sticks. Mm. Um, so that's what I was yeah. asking you if we had cinnamon sticks earlier today because um, that sounded really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in Ethiopia, the way that it's prepared is they do different steepings. So they'll do like the first steeping, the second steeping, the third steeping. Oh, with the same cherries. The same cherries. Okay. And then at the end, after it's all done, then they'll mix it together. There's like a, somebody that's a like a, a mixologist or whatever. There's like a master cascara preparer huh. that will then mix those different ones together. It doesn't seem that hard. I don't. What What are you mastering there? Just the right amount of weak with the right amount of strong. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, if you're like 12 grams to 12 ounces, all right, this was six minutes. All right, strain it out. Start over. Strain it out. Start over. I feel like I'm now a master myself. It could be. Like, it's a ceremony. Maybe I mean, it's just like, somebody who's revered rather than like a, a master. Well, coffee ceremony in Ethiopia is like a very like real thing, right? Mm-hmm. And like they very they take their coffee very seriously. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like more ceremonial master than like actual went to school to be mixed coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I don't think we have any ginger. I don't think we have any cinnamon sticks. So we may have to just brew it like as the directions say on this How one. How does Starbucks prepare it? Starbucks prepares it similar to Verve. I think they just do a steeping. And what Verve was saying to do was steep it for six minutes, strain it and, and drink it. Um, Blue Bottle makes cascara as well. They mix it with lemon juice and tonic and they call oh. it a cascara fizz. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So. How's it going to be with whiskey? Huh. Does, anyone, does anyone drink it with whiskey? I think we could be the first. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just have to see. Yeah. Well, shall we brew some cascara? Yeah, I can't wait to try this. Modest Coffee roasts the highest quality single-origin coffees without the snobbery. They take the guesswork out of buying specialty coffee by carefully curating green coffees and sorting them to one of their tiers, based on cupping score, price, flavor notes, and roast level. Go to www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Pip pip cheerio! So we've got this bag of cascara. Are you ready for the olfactory reveal? I am ready for the olfactory reveal. I think it's going to be more than just an olfactory reveal. I think it's going to be a vision reveal because I'm curious to know what this looks like. Yeah, me too. I hope they taste like or look like um, craisins. You guys remember those? Oh, yeah. Remember them from like 10 minutes ago when I put (laughs) them to my kid? (laughs) Okay, let's take some guesses. Um, What am I picturing? I'm picturing something that's like kind of light and fluffy. And dried. I'm not picturing raisins. I'm picturing like a dried pepper, like that you would buy. Like a peppercorn, yeah. Um, more like a no, more like a whole pepper, like um, like a dried pepper you'd buy in a Mexican grocery oh, okay. like a mole or yeah. something. Yeah, sure. Ooh, it smells. It smells very sweet, like raisiny almost. Here, Steph. I didn't look at them yet, though. Oh, it smells like raisins. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody that... I caught a glimpse, and they're not as red as I expected. It's a little bit more of like a blueberry oh, color. Oh, yeah, it smells totally like raisin 
I'm gonna. Can I? Can I eat one? Uh, yeah. I'm gonna go ahead. Sure. Can I see it? I want to eat one too. I'm curious. How is it? Is it crunchy? Is it chewy? It's a little crunchy. A little oh, chewy. you know what these kind of look like to me? Remember when um, we were cloth diapering our children? And we, <laughs> yeah, when we washed the diapers with those soap nuts. Yeah. Oh, I've used those. Have you yeah. used soap nuts before? Mm-hmm. For our listeners out there who are unaware of soap nuts, they're really interesting. They are a nut that grows on a tree, and it has soap in it, a natural soap. And you can buy them, and you can wash your laundry with them. Yeah. And we used to wash diapers with them. This um, is like, it does taste a little bit like a dried cranberry, but with like a sweeter, maybe... It's somewhere between a cranberry and a raisin. Yeah. It feels kind of like smushy, you know? Like, I guess I was expecting it to be a little more flaky almost, but yeah. I don't know why I would have assumed that. It's There's like, so much sugar in these. Is it sweet? That's yeah. sweet? It is no, sweet. Not, su- not super sweet, but it's sweet. Yeah, but I mean, like, there's so many sugars in mm-hmm. it that I could see it being like dry at one point and then rehydrating, mm. you know, atmospherically or whatever. Where is the fruit? Where So that is basically, it is a husk. And then I would imagine that there's like a, a fruit, like a pulp layer, the pulp. That's the word I'm looking for. I bet it's in there. I bet it's just like a real skinny layer of pulp. Yeah. From what I was reading on the on these ones from Costa Rica. Oh, these are from Guatemala. That Uh-oh. said Costa. It says Guatemala. Really? I am looking at the Oh, bag. you know, I was looking at their um, online, mm. on their Keskar online. I didn't look at the back. So I would assume it's a similar th- similar process, though, where they they squeeze the seeds out, and then it's like the whole cherry that's left over, including the pulp. Okay. All right. So are you guys ready to brew this? All right. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, cool. We're going to follow the directions on this bag. It says 10 grams for 200 grams of water. Okay. Um, let's see how it looks. I'm wondering if it's going to be red or brown. It's starting off kind of like an amber color. Yeah. That turns a little bit darker red as it keeps going. Yeah, it's very orangey. I'm watching the the beans hydrate, rehydrate. This still reminds me a lot of the soap nuts, even as they're rehydrating. Yeah. It's really interesting. Um, To me, they're starting to look like Kalamata olives. <laughs> a little bit, right? Oh, they do look like olives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to end up looking pretty red. It has a it has a like um, a rooibos tea aroma. Oh, yeah. oh, maybe that's what it is. That's the aroma I'm getting. Yeah. Okay. It's it's funny. I guess. But it's like a little more vegetal than a, than a rooibos tea. I was reading that this was an experiment with the University of Costa Rica. They were trying to find a way to extract the pigment, like the red pigment from oh. the cherry. Um, so they partnered with this the that mill from Costa Rica I was telling you about. Um, to like see if they could find a way to extract that pigment. And then what they found was just a better way to make cascara. <laughs> hmm. yeah. So is it used to dye clothes or anything? No, not anymore. Now it's just a food grade beverage. Some people are like, well, now what are the farmers supposed to do for fertilizer from this waste product that's now being like marketed and sold in the United States? Yeah. So are you saying we should not drink cascara? Because it sounds to me like you're saying it doesn't really benefit the coffee industry. Like I was aware, thought to myself like, oh, cascara would be a good way to just kind of like use the whole plant. But if you're using the whole plant, then you're taking away the fertilizer for the plants. Well, we'll see if it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. I guess it depends on how it tastes, right? Mm-hmm. I think we're ready to try it, though. Yeah, okay. Let's go. It seems like it's going to be a little strong at this brew ratio. In my cup, it looks very much like coffee. You're right. In the end, it does end up being like the same color as coffee, almost. It's just like a little bit more red. That's interesting. Yeah. Now, Steph, do you want to explain the rules for how this works? 
I'm really curious about how the rules will apply with this product. Um, so normally we're we would taste the coffee black and um, hope to give it a not bad review. But if we weren't quite there yet, we might add some cream or sugar or whiskey or whipped cream to bring the coffee up to a point where we are uh, ready to say something nice about it. <laughs> <laughs> or at least not bad. Or at least not bad. But right. yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm not sure. Is it, do people put cream and sugar in this? Some people put honey in it. Some people oh, okay. put cream. You can definitely add sugar to it. Okay. Um, and then ginger and cinnamon is another right. so the ginger and thing. cinnamon sound yeah. so good. I don't even need the cascara, right? I'm curious oh. to taste the rehydrated cascara beans. You just want to eat beans. it? Yeah, I want yeah. to see, like, do they, yeah. Oh, that would be interesting, yeah. Could you make, like, some sort of a jelly, like, with the spent mm. husks? Oh, wow. Have you tried it? I just took a sip. It's um, unlike anything I've ever had before. Oh. Yeah. It- I am pretty shocked by how much it looks like coffee mm-hmm. in the cup. It looks just like black coffee. I yeah. was expecting coffee, and I got cascara. <laughs> so, like, smelling the brewed cascara, there's some, like, hints of black tea in the smell. I can't wait for you guys it's to try t- it. It smells, like, a little bit like peppers, like green peppers. Definitely vegetal. Yeah. I, it doesn't like smell floral, as sweet. Floral. I get, like, hibiscus. That is so good. I really like this. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of tart a little bit, mm-hmm. like a little sour tartness to it. Yeah. yeah right. Hmm. Like tamarind. It has tamarind on the tasting notes, and that is definitely like a sweet sour. That's, mm-hmm. yeah. Sweet sour. Mm-hmm. Sweet and sour. Yeah, yeah, but it's not too sweet. No. Just, or too sour. Yeah. No. But there's like a depth to the flavor. Right. Like the cranberry... You know, like a cranberry juice, like has that sweet and sour, yeah, and tart, um, but not, not like cranberry at all. <laughs> it's like close. It's like a cousin of cranberry, maybe. Oh, I can see how this would be really good with honey. I can see this being really good cold too, like an iced tea. It's got a lot of really great flavors in it. Yeah, it's I'm gonna very... try putting a little bit of sugar into it. I feel like that, but not a lot, just a teeny hint. Oh wait, this is really good. I was reading Man, that I like get honey sp- really jams it up, like makes it fucking awesome i gotta get a spoon that isn't covered in dog hair or cat hair i'll be right back some uh, honey while you're at it yeah i would taste it with honey i can see that working really nicely and then i could see boiling this down and concentrating the flavors make it into a syrup like i could see this being like a dessert yeah topping or a mixed drink right syrup yeah i can totally that'd be good too Mm, this is really interesting very interesting i really like it I don't know how to, how I feel on it still, you know? There's, a, it's like thicker than a tea. It's got like a thickness. It's You're not sure how syrup. you feel? I like, I like it. I definitely okay. like it. Okay. You know, I'm like, but I don't know like how this, it's, I feel like it's frying my brain a little bit. <laughs> like, I don't know how it fits into my life, you know? Yeah. Or where. Yeah. I want it to be a part of my life. I, I just do don't know too. where it fits in. It's like a third the amount of caffeine as a cup of coffee. Correct. This is like my new afternoon drink then. Yeah. That's what I want. That's where it's fitting into my life. This is good. Yeah. I'm going to add a little honey. Oh, you know what? Yeah. When we're talking about honey, it makes me think of when, um, you know, you're not feeling well. Like this tastes like lemon water almost. It has that tartness of lemon to it. Yeah. And then I think adding the sugar, the honey, I mean, will be. Yeah. There's some bar in New York that's using this, that put out like a hot toddy. 
Yeah. The Kapskar hot toddy mm-hmm. recipe. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the thing is that it's like, it's this interesting flavor and it's it's kind of hard to like categorize it, right? Because there's so many different ways that people are using it. I added just a drop of honey. I didn't want to oversweeten it. It's so good. Adding a little sweetener almost brings out the tartness as well. Yeah, to me, this is definitely like lemon, lemon water when I'm feeling unwell and then adding a little sweet to it is yeah. like it's it's something to make you feel better and it's got according to the university of costa rica 50 percent more antioxidants oh. than like a regular cup of coffee mm. i could see that yeah ton of antioxidants mm-hmm. mm. yeah the honey does kind of yeah, like really pop tasty. it mm-hmm. it does remind me of a hot toddy without alcohol right now mm-hmm. in its current state mm-hmm. steph's about to try a rehydrated cherry Oh yeah, it's like chewy. It's less. It has less flavor than it did dried, and it's chewy. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, you like eat it? it? Um. Or is would, it like eating spinach? Would you tea? roll it up with uh, lard and seeds while you go soldier <laughs> on somewhere in Africa? Um, I would add it to a salad or put it in a muffin. I don't mm. think it has enough flavor to mm. hold up on its own. I suppose it could make a good, <laughs> a good um, what do they call that? What did you... they call that, Marcus? Do you remember? Oh, the um, little balls? The, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, the energy balls. Mm-hmm. I called it pemmican because that was the oh, Native American. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, I could see it rolled up into a pemmican, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it's not for plain eating, no. Okay. Do you, is there any, um, where any place you would put it, like a smoothie? Do you think it would be good oh. in a muffin? Oh, totally. I'd put that in a smoothie. Like if you added like ice cream, these blended it up. Sure. That would be good. With, <laughs> the Marcus smoothie is just ice cream. Yeah. It's not a, one of those healthy green smoothies. <laughs> oh, I literally like, I think, smoo- you- I think smoothie, I think like, like three or four scoops of vanilla ice cream and then whatever fruit or thing to make it. I think what you're talking about is a milkshake. <laughs> Imagine less ice cream, more kale. Okay, yeah. Guys, you're doing smoothies wrong. I assure you. In my world, when I make smoothies... For me and the kids, <laughs> it is mostly ice cream. I think that these would go into either one of those types of smoothies. Uh-huh. I think they'd be just fine. I just think there's um, a lack of flavor on their own. Do you think that the lack of flavor is because we've brewed the flavor out? Quite possibly. Yeah. So I wonder if like, it was just rehydrated for a couple of minutes, if some of that flavor would still be in there. Mm. Mm. Well, we have some more berries to play around with. We should try things like a second brew. and a... But I think like trying it in this context, like I could see culturally how this would make sense right like I've, I've got the seeds that have been growing and i just like steep this it's like no work no effort i could see why it's like popular i wonder sure. too like do you think that if you were to just throw the coffee cherries whole into tea like into a, a boiling pot to make a tea would that decaffeinate the beans on the inside or would that help them get be taken out and then could you still go roast those beans what you just said would make sense to me of like how I'm going to make this, you know, uh, 800 years ago or whatever. Just take a bunch of cherries and boil them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you end up with something probably similar to this. Mm-hmm. I could see how this is popular. And actually in Yemen, more locals are actually drinking this than actual coffee. Well, coffee is like a real pain in the ass, right? Because first you got to like process the beans. You got to dry them. You got to do this. You got to do that. Then you got to roast them. Then you got to grind them and brew them and filter them and this, then the other. It's like so many steps to get to the coffee. Whereas cascara, it comes off the 
plant that way. Right. Just ready to just roll. Throw it in. Right. It's good. I love this. I'm going to, I have two sips left. I'm going to, because I just wanted to chug it because it was really good. I'm going to add a drop of whiskey because I'm curious mm. about this hot toddy concept. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do it. Ah, good point about the hot toddy, huh? It's like a practically a health food. Yeah. Can you hit me too? Yeah. It definitely has, I think it does have some of those flavors of a rooibos. So I feel like if you took a rooibos tea and added lemon, um, I think that you would get cascara tea. There's definitely a hint of lemon, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. This, yeah. Dude, this is fucking fire. Oh. <sighs> As a hot toddy? Mm-hmm. Oh, my I mean, God. It was good plain. Is yeah. black the right word? It was good plain. It was good with honey. It's good with whiskey. I recommend this product. I'm very happy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, the hot toddy, no, yeah. mm-hmm. is like, I mean, it's like a, it's it's elevated this into a... Like, I don't even know. It's a, something else. This is soothing, like, grandma's matzo ball soup soothing. Uh. This is like, I can, <laughs> yes, this is what I want the next time I'm sick. Bring it to me. Cascara tea with honey and, and, whiskey. Yeah. and whiskey. Yes. Oh, my gosh. This is good. Yeah, it's like a pie of all these flavors mixed together. It's like perfect. Mm. It's good. So who's this coffee for? <sighs> or who is this coffee-related product for this coffee to sane to for <laughs> um i hope that we're pronouncing that word correctly <laughs> if somebody knows how to speak english or whatever language yeah. that word's from just tell us if we're wrong or not i mean let us be wrong too we don't need you to do the work for us don't boss us yeah we'll say it the way we want look we're fucking trying our hardest over here are hey, we? just cut us a break are we? yeah <laughs> yeah at least one of us is trying hard um I mean, if you like tea, I think you're probably going to like this. If you like black tea or herbal tea, you're Mm going to like this. I think it's not... I know a lot of people like coffee and don't like tea because tea doesn't seem like thick and rich and it's like too watery or something, but this doesn't taste like black tea and I think it it has like a thickness. I think if you like coffee, you'll like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I'm meeting a lot of people, you know, me getting out in the streets or whatever. Pound in the flesh. <laughs> um, meeting a lot of people that don't drink coffee, mm-hmm. right? And I could see the people that don't drink coffee would like something like this. I think this would be a really interesting sell to people who are like, do you sell tea? You know, mm. like right. customers who are like, do you sell tea? Yeah. You know what else I think this would be an interest would be interesting as? Um, what is that company that makes the sparkling teas? Is that Rishi that makes them? Rishi, does. there's a ton of people. But the ones that, I, that those Rishi. herbal teas, those are from Rishi. Yeah, yeah. This would make a really interesting sparkling tea. I Ooh, think. I think you're right. Wouldn't that be mm-hmm. good? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like a canned sparkling tea. So Rishi, if you're listening, <laughs> we'll give you this one because I'm not going to go can and this myself. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Maybe we will. I don't know. But that's how I think it would be. Most this would be better than that Shisandra berry one that they have for sure. I like the Shisandra berry. Okay. Well, I haven't had it. I can't be. The you know, I think here. I would like it better than the dandelion one. Okay, I'm allergic to that one, so that's me too. I agree with you. Okay, are you allergic to dandelions? No, I just assume I am. Because oh. <laughs> he's allergic to hamsters and hamsters and dandelions. You know, they're they're not too far off. They're pretty much the same. They're thing. very similar. <laughs> yeah. You can never be too careful. <laughs> When it's dandelions and hamsters. I forgot about your hamster allergy. It's incapacitating, that hamster allergy. Right. I I think it's, uh, and I don't know if this is true. I might be making this up, 
entirely. But I'm I am convinced in my head that hamsters have a like self defense mechanism that when they're like grabbed, that they release dander to like make the cat sneeze. <laughs> I assume that that's how it works. Does this go with like uh, like guinea pigs and stuff too that you're also All allergic rodents. to? <laughs> they have to like have a self defense, and if I can make a cat sneeze. That's what I think it is. Like okay. you touch them and then the dander gets on you. And then for me, it like makes me like have difficulty Because you're like part cat. Because I'm mostly cat. <laughs> <laughs> is that why you and Juno are such good friends? Lion, really. A big cat. I'm a I big mean, cat. you are a Leo. Right. Astrologically. No. Right. You are a lion. And you're a lion in your heart. I thought you were going to say like in the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't <laughs> know. More like a dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know exactly what it means, but I don't want to hear anymore. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, so, but overall, though, I think that this, uh, so I, we all pretty much like this. Yeah. Easy yeah. One. You like it, Jenny? Yeah. I mean, I'm so so about it. Um, I'm not like a huge. I mean, I like tea well enough, but I'm not a huge tea person. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's good. I think it for, like I said, to me, it's like rooibos mixed with lemon, mm-hmm. and I'm not a huge rooibos mm-hmm. tea person. Okay. I guess that's where I'm landing on it. But I think it's really interesting, and I think it's really cool. I think it's like the perfect thing for somebody who wants to try something really interesting. I am also conflicted about the the cycling of the ecological cycling of the coffee production. I think that, yeah, farming in general, we've gotten a little bit too far away from our roots of farming to what's, like, most profitable, and that's not necessarily what's best mm. for the plants. But, you know, I think it's it's a really interesting product. Yeah. The majority of the fruit is, like, composted mm-hmm. and brought back in as fertilizer, and especially in these mountainous regions, like, it needs it. Like, the coffee needs it. So yeah. That's still the majority of the case that's happening. So I think that that's okay. And if it's like maybe sustainably produced or produced for the intention of consumption, like, well, maybe that's like, maybe that is okay. Yeah. You know? I think though, if you're feeling unwell, this is like the perfect thing. Mm. If you've got some sort of throat thing going on, um, scratchy throat, and you're looking for that tart lemon and honey combo, Mm -hmm. this is like, this is what you want for sure. This is really cool. Thank you for introducing me to this weird delicious product i'm i'm going to drink it again i really liked it awesome i would consider adding this as like because i always get asked it's like oh people that don't drink coffee they're like do you have a tea like i would definitely consider saying yes and like tricking them serving them this. like i would i would seriously consider adding that to our offering i love this idea a coffee fruit tea mm-hmm because mm-hmm. that would totally if you don't like this tastes nothing like coffee nothing mm-hmm. no yeah. It's 100% tea-like, for sure. So we should see if we can get some wholesale. I would do that. Yay. That would be cool to have, right? modest product. Yes. Yes. Oh, except I hate uh, weighing stuff like this into bags. It's too light. So I'm (laughs) not doing any production. But I love the idea of selling it. I'm thinking of just putting it in the farmer's market. Okay. Which you would be exempt from. Great. I (laughs) I would brew this and keg it. Ooh. Yeah. Serve that on Farmer's tap. Market. Yeah, that'd be fun. Cool. I do. If we were going to do that, then I'd be interested to see what it's like cooked up to a CO2 tank. Mmm. And make it sparkling. Right. That would be good, too. <gasps> like a little coffee cherry soda type thing? Oh, my gosh. Come see Marcus at the Naperville Farmer's Market. 
Not, These are great ideas. Yeah. We'll have to let you guys know when it's going to be there. Yeah. But still come see me anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what? That's true. Don't come to Marcus looking for coffee tea. Just come looking for Marcus. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Pound my flesh. <laughs> I don't know, Marcus, if you're supposed to be telling people to do that at the farmer's market. <laughs> hey, as long as he's willing to do the farmer's market, he can do whatever the fuck he wants there. As long as we don't have to go. <laughs> I mean, getting up at 3 a.m. is really tough. Thanks, Marcus, for um, you doing know, that. It's it's a labor of love, really. Yeah, the people in Naperville are amazing. It's <laughs> such a good crowd. <laughs> That's nice. At yeah. that at that market, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the really great people at the market. Mm. Awesome. Well, uh, I think that's our episode. Thanks, Marcus, for that coffee cherry episode. <laughs> and so uh, please go ahead and find us on social media at No Bad Reviews Pod and give us a little follow. We also have a Facebook group called No Bad Reviews colon a coffee community. Oh, like us or follow us or something, whatever it's called on your podcasting app. I'm too old to know what these things are called. Um, (laughs) So go do that thing where we automatically pop up in your feed and give us a little star rating and a little text rating is even better. Um, We love hearing good things about us. So yeah, if you've got something bad to say, don't, don't bother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Only good reviews. Right. It would be great, though, if this was your favorite episode and you just let us know and said, hey, man, that Cascara episode was the best. (laughs) Sure. And then, like I said, we have a subscriber giveaway that we're going to be giving away a mystery box. It's 10 cups. You may get like two cups of one thing, one cup of another thing, but it's a mystery box. And so we're putting those up, like I said, on our store tab for 10 bucks each, including shipping. And for our subscriber giveaway, the next four episodes, we'll be going and giving one away. Boom. Boom. So I think that's probably it. Thanks for listening, everybody. Go get yourself some coffee tea. Thank you for listening to this podcast, generously sponsored by Modest Coffee, purveyors of single-origin coffee without the snobbery. Visit www.modest.coffee forward slash no bad reviews to see what they're roasting today. Enjoy.